What a joy to realize that there is freedom. And it's easy to think sometimes uh, about freedom and kind of yawn in our settings. Because we don't really understand quite often what it is to not have freedom. However, many people around us regularly live chained up. We're beginning a new series this morning. It may be three weeks long. We'll find out. Called Unchained, Breaking Free. There are chains of all kinds, some that we can see and some we can't. Many times the ones that are not obvious are more devastating than the ones that are obvious. Just wonder if you were filling in the blank this morning and had to answer to say, here's what's holding me back. Here's what's holding me back from doing everything I know the Lord wants me to do, from being obedient, from witnessing, from serving, from fulfilling my dreams that God has given. How would you answer that? That I need to break free from what? See, we normally think of the biggies, addictions of some kind. Which, by the way, addictions are not just limited to drugs and alcohol. There are those that are addicted to the attention, those who are addicted to shopping. It's a bad time of year to talk about that, isn't it? There are those who are addicted to all kinds of things. But chains can be almost anything, anything that limits us serving God. Anything that limits us from doing and living to the full potential that God has for us. We just limit God in so many ways. And quite often it's just because we allow things to enslave us. Some that we've created, some that have been created for us. So what do you need to break free from this morning? Or who do you know who desperately needs to have their chains broken so that they can live as we've just been singing about, free for him who created us to live that way? If you have your Bibles or your Bible on your devices, I invite you to turn one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament, Psalm 107 in Acts chapter 16, the psalmist in Psalm 107, in the midst of this beautiful song, says these words beginning at verse 13, Psalm 107, beginning at verse 13. It says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts in two the bars of iron. He shatters what holds us back. He cuts in two anything that seems to overcome or to overwhelm us. And in the New Testament, the book of Acts, 
booklet was written to describe the acts of the apostles, those actions and the, the life situations that they were living for the Lord. And in this passage, in Acts 16, Paul and Silas were imprisoned for their faith. Appropriate on this day to look at that. And it wasn't unusual, and they were not bemoaning it. In fact, it says, beginning at verse 16, we were going to the place of prayer. We were met by a slave girl, had a spirit of divination, brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. This she kept doing for many days, and Paul, having become greatly annoyed, just time out. I am so encouraged to know that the Apostle Paul got annoyed by some things. Now, that doesn't excuse me, but it does give me hope <laughs> at that point. And then it says, and he turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And it came out that very hour. When her owners saw their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them to the marketplace before the rulers. When they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews. They are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or to practice. And the crowd joined in attacking them. And the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. They were in the middle of the jail facility. No windows, no doors other than the one they were thrown through. They were chained up. Evidently, their spirits did not discourage easily. Because verse 25 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. The jailer woke, saw the prison doors were open. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in, trembling with fear, fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Unchained. What do you need to break free from? Well, I, this morning I want us to focus on how do we break free. Number one, we break free by crying out to God. You know, so often we're willing to rant on social media and not let God know how we feel. I don't know about you, but I've gotten more help from the Lord than I have social media. So I, I, I can't say what I'm really feeling to God. Why? 
God's God. He can handle it. Trust me, you're not that big that you can give him something he can't handle. Plus, he has told us to bring it to him. That's obedience, crying out to him. When we don't understand, when we have questions, when we're fearful, when we're hurting, when we're angry, to cry out to him. If you're going to have freedom, you got to cry out to God. We just ask, when was the last time you literally cried out to God for a burden that you're carrying? If we're going to have our chains broken, we need to cry out to him. We need to be honest about our struggles. See, God already knows. I think sometimes we think we're fooling him by going, I'm doing fine. God, God's got to just be sitting up there shaking his head. I mean, I think that's where the original SMH came from was God himself shaking my head. Was how many times we're not honest with him and he's like, oh no, come on, Dennis. Just say it. You're upset. You're hurt. You're fearful. You don't know what to do. God can handle it. We need to cry out to him. Be honest about our struggles and not just our own, but that which we are struggling for on behalf of others. That's called interceding for others. To cry out to them. For them to a God who cares. The reason I have confidence to tell you to cry out to him is because number one, he's listening. Number two, he cares. And number three, he can do something about it. If we're going to break, break free, we not only cry out to God, but we need to give God praise. Even in our struggle. Now your first impression of that is going... You just contradicted yourself. You said to cry out to God about our struggle and then to give him praise. I didn't say to give him praise because of your struggle. I said give him praise even in your struggle because God is still God, even if I'm hurting. God is still God, even if things are holding me back. So I give him praise because he's with me even in the struggle, while at the same time saying, Lord, take this away. That's not only appropriate, it's necessary. The passages we just read talk about praising God. Acts 16, 25, it was midnight. They had been beaten with rods, chained, and imprisoned. And they decided to have a time of song, singing praises to God. In Psalm 107, it says they were giving praise to God. Now, if Paul and Silas in their situation could give praise, surely I can. Why do I give praise even in my struggle? God's still God. I heard that phrase more times than I could possibly calculate. It was my dad's number one go-to phrase. In describing life and in describing our relationship with God, he would keep reminding that God is still God, no matter what we're facing. 
No matter what situation we've gotten ourselves in or what situation has been thrust upon us, God is still God. And for that, I give him praise. I also need to give him praise because he is with me, even in the fire. The Old Testament prophet Daniel in chapter 3, verses 24 through 27, it talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego being thrown into a fiery furnace. And after they got thrown in there, the king said, didn't we throw three in? But I see four. And one of them looks like the son of God. The king, after throwing them in, said, come on out. (laughs) Now, I don't know about you, but if I was those guys, I would have kind of said, no, I don't think so. That's why God used them, not me, in this. But the scripture in Daniel 3, verses 27 says that when they came out, not a hair on their head was singed, and even their clothes did not smell like smoke or fire. All because God was with them. One of my new favorite songs, I get a new favorite one every week, but one of my new favorite songs is a song entitled, Another in the Fire, describing this. And it says, there's a grace when the heart is under fire, another way when the walls are closing in. When I look at the space between where I used to be (laughs) and this reckoning I'm in, I know I will never be alone because there was another in the fire standing next to me, another in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free, there's a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. We give him praise because he gave his life for us. We give him praise because he's with us no matter what we're facing. The burden you've been carrying for so long, God's still with you. That question that doesn't seem to get an answer, God's still with you. When the report from the doctor is the exact opposite you were hoping for, God's still with you. When they come and tell you your job's done, God's still with you. When you feel like you're all alone, God is still with you. We can be unchained even in the midst of our struggles. If we're going to become free and break free, we need to allow God to break our chains. Go, well, duh. It's amazing to me, though, how often we cling to our chains while we cry out to be free from them. we got to allow God to break those chains. You must stop clinging to them, and you need to get your identity in Christ, not your struggles. Sometimes we lived with our struggle for so long, it has become our identity. Not just to other people talking about us, but us thinking of ourselves. Well, I just, whatever. That's the way I am. It's the way I'll always be. It's the way my dad was. It's the way my mom. It's the way my grandpa. It's just in me. 
and we have identified so much with the struggle that we think it is who we are instead of who we are in Christ. Our identity needs to be in Christ. Satan tells you your identity is your struggle, and Jesus says your identity is your Savior. I don't know about you, but I like the identity of my Savior much better than the identity of my struggles. I prefer the identity of a cross and an empty tomb to the identity of the iron bars, the chains, and the prison doors. We've got to allow God to break it. Some of you just need to say, Lord, go ahead. Now, I have some shocking news for you, though. Some of you, when you say that, are going to notice the chains have already been broken. You've just been holding on to them anyway. That God's already provided for your freedom. You've just been carrying that junk around with you. Let it go. And if it has been so a part of you for so long that you look down and say, Lord, I can't even let go, then give him permission to pry your hands off of it. And he'll do that. We do not need to be limited by anything. When God says, live free. When God says, don't let that hold you back. We are too easily swayed by the struggles we see currently when we forget what God has planned for us eternally. And lastly, we break free by looking for the opening that God provides. This passage in Acts 16, the doors burst open, the chains fell off. The most amazing thing in that story is every single one of them stayed where they were. You go, well, that's the opposite of your message. No, 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 not at all. They saw the opening and they took advantage of it by leading the jailer and his family to Christ. Not just Paul, but the other prisoners. Now, I, I have to make sure you understand this too. Paul and Silas were not whispering their worship. Their worship was loud. So how do you know that? They were in the inner part of the jail. And it says that when the earthquake, when God's shaking took place and the doors flew open, the jailer assumed they had all escaped and Paul had to yell at him, no, we're here. He wasn't in there. He hadn't even gone to look yet. And they were so far away from him, they had to yell at him, and yet he had heard their praise. He had heard their songs. I think one of the most amazing things would be to get a noise complaint from neighbors while we're worshiping. Because our shouts of praise, I don't mean the amplification, I mean us. So excited, so animated about who God is that the neighbors are going, they're too loud. The police get those calls all the time. It's just a party that's going on. Shouldn't we be louder than the parties? Yeah, I didn't expect an amen. 
unchained and breaking free from whatever is holding us back from what God has designed and desired of us. We need to recognize the openings God gives because he will provide a way. He'll either provide a way out of it or a way through it. Notice Paul and Silas didn't leave prison. Peter did. The angel came in and released Peter. Go back to a couple of chapters in Acts. And he walked out. The, the doors opened and he escaped. Paul and Silas didn't. They stayed and ministered where they were. Peter was told, go. But look for the opening. Either to get out of what you're in or to get through it. Because here's what I know about the openings God provides. His openings are always best. When I grab the sledgehammer myself and try to make the opening, it's never the right opening. But when I, in submission and prayer and praise and obedience, look for the opening God has given, sometimes in the most unusual and unexpected ways, it's always better. I'm sure Paul and Silas were praying for the judge to release them. God had a different plan. I doubt that they thought that when they were beaten and thrown into the inner cell, that they were going to get a chance to worship and lead the jailer and his family to the Lord. In fact, not only did he lead them to the Lord, the jailer brought them in for a meal. The most unexpected places. Have you cried out to God about whatever you're facing? Or have you cried out to God on behalf of someone else your heart is breaking for? Have you looked for the openings that he provides? Not the ones that you sledgehammed your way through. But I also have to ask this. Are you making choices that allow you to be free from your chains? Sometimes we wonder why we're still chained to certain habits, still chained to certain situations while we keep making the choice to hold on or go back. Are you allowing God to not only break your chains, but free you from whatever has been holding you back? God did not intend us to live chained. He intended us, created us, and has called us to live freely for him. In obedience and in joy, but to live free of anything that holds us back from his will. His will is for you to be free in Christ. His will is for you to know him as a personal savior. His will is for you to live in joy. Sometimes with struggles, yep. But in spite of them, we can still know God is God. He still loves me. He's still with me. And he will never, ever leave me. There's another in the fire who will not go. Jesus, thank you for the power of your word and the power of the examples we've seen. And Lord, I thank you that your word is not just a testament to what happened before, but you want it to be a testament to what's happening now. 
Lord, I pray for some that are here this morning, for some that are listening online, who have felt chained, have felt trapped, have felt that their struggles are just too much. Lord, may you begin to change their heart and their mind. May you begin to show them that you desire to break those chains free. That you desire for them to let go of that identity of their struggle and get their identity in you. Lord, help us to drop the chains that you have broken free and begin to live in the freedom you've called us to. Give us courage as we go from here to walk in that freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.